This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. We are back after a week off. I am fresh off a big weekend away with my team. Took the Elite Vitality Mastery team away over the weekend and and we brainstormed and just absolutely tackled what it's going to take for us to go to the next level as a business and as a team and um, a lot of innovation, um, a lot of coffee. Uh, we, you know, we literally sat around a table um, for a good two days and and worked through some things that we needed to work through. And um, you know, th- that's the one thing I do want to say um, just before we kind of jump in to the episode is that um, a lot of the time in business it can be a really lonely path at the start. You know, because um, you don't have capital to bring a team on or to have a software or whatever the form of leverage you're trying to to gain is, um, but. You know, the one thing I can say about my journey is that the most liberating thing is bringing people into this um, and working, just working with thoughtful, committed and creative people who, you know, when we all share the same goal, you know, like just weekends like this, you just, you know, I, I, I truly get excited about weekends like this, but you can never actually explain what it's like to, to be in those flow states with other people working towards a common goal. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. I'm very lucky. I have an amazing team all the way from our, our marketing team to our coaches to the behind the scenes people. Um, every single one of them are absolute killers. So I wanted to, to just, um, to hammer home this point that, um, you know, business, if you are, um, you know, a sole trader and you're working on your own, um, you know, I definitely think that you, you know, at some point you need to have a really, really great team around you to achieve um, or, and reach your potential in business. And just on that note, that's what today's episode is all about. Um, you know, I sit down with my good friends, Holly Sinclair um, and Jack Boone, and, and, and really we just have such a raw, honest conversation about the struggles that come and the struggles that we go through um, continuously uh, when trying to reach our potential both as people, um, as individuals and, and as business owners. And, and I think that's the one thing, you know, every single person who tries to reach their potential is going to face obstacles because you're, going, you're doing things that you haven't previously done. And, and that's what about reaching your potential is. It's about putting yourself in, vulnerable, putting yourself in a vulnerable position for no other reason that, you know, fulfillment comes and we know this and I can, and I know this on an individual level, right? And, and you know this on an individual level. Fulfillment comes when I'm reaching my potential, when I'm, when I'm growing, when I'm, when I'm doing things I've never done before, when I'm achieving things I've never achieved before. And um, a big part of that is making sure we understand that to do that, we have to go through the tough times. We have to go through the hard times. We have to, we have to, we have to push um, beyond our limits. And, um, you know, as I said, there's a lot of struggle that comes with that, but it's overcoming the struggle that actually ends up you in you and me reaching our potential. Um, so, as always, guys, we're going to jump into the episode. Um, if it is one that you enjoy, make sure you screenshot it and make sure you share it with your friends. Um, as I said, it's uh, these conversations, we want them to be pivotal. We want them to be life-changing. Um, so if this is something that resonates with you and something that um, you do enjoy and you, you think other people will, will feel the same, then uh, give it a share. Um, the other thing that you can do to really help us out is leave a review. Um, all your support is absolutely appreciated. Um, and as always, guys, I really, really hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Like the people I'm talking to, a lot of them, like they fucking did really well. Like mm. they did really well, um, which is, you know, it's, it's great for us. But just on, a, on even on like a global, well, not a global, but, you know, just with the, the, the network, you know, you can start to see a sparkle in everyone's eye again, um, which is, it's great to see. And it's, it's great to see, hopefully, you know, things go to plan. But, um, I mean, that's, that's probably been like the last two weeks for myself is just, it's been good to connect um, with people and, and kind of see a spark in their eye again. Mm. Definitely. It's probably been one of the things that's helped me maintain a positive mindset 
is just the um, continued support I've received from those within my network, um, specifically those that are either members or clients here, just continuing to reiterate their excitement for returning to the gym, which just gives me, I suppose, peace of mind um, and I suppose reaffirming that I've built a culture here mm. that, um, you know, is a pillar for success, I suppose. And yeah. just, um, yeah, just some, some faith that when things do turn around that, um, you know, it, it'll flourish back to where it would be rather than, I suppose, some of the the concerns that I think make sense to go, oh, well, what have your client base will be left over? Who's been personally or individually uh, dramatically affected here? Are they going to be able to f- afford something in the service industry when mm. people have really had an opportunity to reevaluate um, if we stick with the government words of essential and non-essential, you know yeah. what I mean, of uh, what they can live and get by on now in a, in a, quite a, in a tighter kind of <clears throat> lifestyle, you know what I mean? Because a lot of um, a, a lot of what we offer in a way is almost, it's not a leisure, but it's, you know what I mean? It's not a need necessarily. Yeah, it, it's a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the back end, right? But I think it's the one thing that everybody's going to come out of this with is a better is a better perspective of, of you know, the things that really matter. Mm. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's like I haven't seen my mum once in four months, you know, mm. and it's just like. Is that because of the restrictions? Yeah, well, it, it is because, oh. you know, she, well, she lives in Sorrento. So, you know, right. for a while there we couldn't travel. Obviously we're not allowed in each other's houses and that was everyone, mm. you know what I mean? But I think, you know, for me the, it's like you have these little realisations as like, I probably should have been seeing her a bit more before COVID, you know what I mean? And it's just like little things like that. I think, you know, the the little things that matter, the ability to run, like for me, it was like the ability to actually see our clientele, you know, like that got taken away from us. Um, We had a workshop planned. We do three of those a year, you know, one of them out the window. Now those weekends are, are awesome. You know, like you get people in a room together all wanting to achieve a similar goal with a similar mindset who treat each other like family. It's like you just you, you miss those weekends, you know what I mean? And you and can't really replicate that on a Zoom call. Oh man, <laughs> fucking lag and and everything, and it's just like you're just like yeah, like huzzah, and it's just it's not it's, it's not the, the same. You Zoom know? call lagging. Yeah, like oh, Zoom's fucked. Zoom Mate, is fucked. Was that the internet? I think I don't know if we were talking about this. Internet has got worse. Well, it's not surprising though because everybody's on it now. I remember when I had my LimeWire downloading songs and shit. (laughs) That thing was lethal. I'm telling you, they're making the internet slower just so that they can uh, give us a reason to need 5G. (laughs) Probably. Maybe. Don't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean it's, you know, it's but it's it's that. And I'm sure, you know, you guys are the same. Like I'm, you know, you – I'm excited for this place to open back up. Um, mm. You know, that's going to be awesome for yourself and, and just in general. You know? no, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I, I completely resonate with what you're saying about energy being contagious and I suppose communicating with, you know, just your network or peers, clients, whatever it may be, motivation has been the word that's had a big asterisk next to it and people struggling to find it. And even though I have the gym here, my own facility for my own use, I'm still finding myself in that uh, that that phase of you know lacking motivation because I feel like there's no energy in here. I feel like it's, I'm it's, more it's, it's, it's almost it's abandoned. You know mm. what I mean? It just feels weird. And when I've got you know people smiling faces in here and you see their efforts, that is where I s- snowball and pick up my own too. Yeah, your training. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I think you know what I've found with myself is I'm a lot more volatile with that with motivation. Like some days. You know, usually I'm pretty consistent, but then some days I'm like crushing. Mm. Nothing can stop me. But then the next day I'm just like, I can't even fucking move my hand right now. Like I'm just like, ugh. You know what I mean? What do you think the things are that's influencing that? I think it's connection. I think, you know, there's there's a big – I think we underestimate what it's like to just look at someone and smile. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you walk – you're having a shit day, you you run into someone or you're at the gym – you, you run into someone or, you know, you, you're, you're out, you go out for coffee. 
with someone and and like you're having a you know you, you're not having a shit day but you may you may not be as productive and all of a sudden that just conversation is just like boom mm. and we're having less of those you know what i mean like less actual connection interaction transfer of energy and i think for me i've been sitting in my little office at the front of the house and i'm just fucking get me out of here yeah i mean it was good <laughs> like honestly the first two weeks was probably the best for me and then as time's gone by, because I'm in the same spot doing the same thing, I'm just like, ugh, like. Do you just it. roll out of bed and go straight to the office, or do you leave the house? No, nah, no, nah, I go. I like meditate, go for a walk every morning, then come back. But I think it's the just the repetition mm. of just like Zoom call, Zoom call, mm. then trying to innovate in between. Like you know, it's the innovation that's been volatile. Like mm. I can get on a Zoom call and com- have a conversation mm. with anybody. And I can, I can bring it because it's not about me on that call. But mm. when it's me and the whiteboard, like usually I'm pretty consistent with that and I can just go boom strategy. But it's been like some days I'm looking at that whiteboard and I'm just like, fuck, it's like it, there's, it's blank. And then some days I'm just like, like, fuck, like boom, whiteboard, have to rub it out, take photos, go again and just bang, strategy, strategy, strategy. And it's like I just found that I'm more volatile with that. But do you think though maybe that's because um, we're actually in a very weird position where we're allowed to be bored Mm. and that's not, honestly, it's not something that many of us experience anymore, this like real sense of boredom and because we're always going from one thing to the other and having this opportunity to just be at home and say get all your work done in four hours, right, and then you've got like the rest of the day to just sit there I, I I actually don't like I understand what you're saying mm. in terms of um, your creativity and innovation. You feel like it's being dampened, but I don't think it probably is. I just think it's there's more polarity to it now because you're not going from one thing to the other. You're having like these blocks of time where you sit there and you go, oh, I can't be fucked or whatever. But the irony is like when you're in a state of boredom, mm. true boredom, <clears throat> yeah, like not scrolling your phone and stuff. That's where innovation actually happens, mm. mm-hmm. you know. So I think I, I feel you when you say your innovation is lacking because I've been there in the past couple of weeks. But at the same time, I think we all need to give ourselves a little bit of grace in the sense that, well, actually, when would we ever have a scenario where we actually are just in one room for six hours? Mm. <laughs> that hasn't happened before, right? Mm. We're so used to jumping from meeting to meeting, getting in the car, listen to a podcast, come to jungle, go to the gym, like, and now we don't have that. Yeah, I, I completely can relate to what you're saying where I, I can only speak on myself personally, but I find creativity is so mood dependent yeah. on me and I'm a moody motherfucker. <laughs> so there's <laughs> ten versions of my personality. So living with that can be difficult sometimes when you're trying to create routine, you know what I mean? So I think back to when I was at Gripped and I'd do um, a blog most weeks, okay, and that would typically be part of my Monday morning routine. But whatever the case may be, you've woken up grumpy or you've had a poor night's sleep or something on Sunday night, That those creative juices just don't seem to be flowing mm. on the Monday morning when I was so, to speak, scheduled it for and I think that maybe ties into some of my difficulty in probably ever working for someone because I seem to need to do things completely on my own time Mm. when I'm feeling like doing it and that could be at 11 o'clock at night it could be at four in the morning like I don't know it's it's volatile yeah that's that's it's it's not so much that it's lacking I just it's it's and maybe I'm getting the same amount of output as I was previously, but Mm. my expectation is what's letting me down right and because your expectation is high because you've got more time uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, or maybe it's because my my expectation is is um I'm doing more of it. Right? Or is it maybe like, just because you're a driven person? We always are striving for more. That sometimes you can get caught in a that's fucking hundred percent thinking like, that we're inadequate of what we've we, what we've achieved rather than giving yourself a pat on the back. Yeah, that's one thing I have struggled with throughout this is to celebrate the small wins. Mm. I, I can I can honestly say like we had like one of the best weeks we've ever had, and I'm just still not. Like I'm so grateful when it's when it's people, but it's like from a business perspective, I'm just like, 
I, I don't know. I think it's because I'm, I've got a, like, I don't know whether it's because I've got a lot going on or something, but I, I still find myself and, and then, you know, some night days I'll go for a walk and I'm like, I'm the fucking luckiest man in the world, you know, but then there's parts, it's that business owner that comes out of me. That's like, I just want, I like, I feel like we're not reaching our potential. Mm. Find my relationship with money can be really uh, negatively impacting on my overall mindset, especially when it's, you know, striving to be in a positive one all the time. and With your business specifically? Um, or probably just in how I'm feeling in terms of self-worth. Right. So I, I guess if I revert back to being in my previous business, was making lots of money. You know, we've spoken about this. You know, you're getting your car paid for. Work, mm-hmm. work lifestyle is pretty cushy. Probably only putting in really 25 hours of honest work mm-hmm. a week. So got all the things that I was striving to, you know, build the business to become successful enough so I could afford these things in my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I've now got these things in my lifestyle and I'm fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've found out now money actually doesn't bring me the happiness. I learn those lessons, I break away, I start a new business. But the end of the day, the objective of business is to become profitable. So you, you get caught in focusing on yeah. money. And here I am in a new business trying to build it up, trying to get it profitable as quickly as possible because that is the sole objective. Um, and it's, of course, you're going to find happiness or a lot more likelihood of that happening if you're if it's got passion and it's got teeth in it, you know what I mean? And I would say if I'm reflecting on it now, I somewhat almost fell back into that trap a little bit again, mm. being like focusing on the money. I need this amount of money so I can do this and that's what I want and that's what's going to make me happy. But now having all of that completely taken away from me, no control over the finances and actually being in the shit with it, I'm, I'm now coming out the other side of it again where I feel really good, I feel relaxed about it because I'm now much more focused on my journey than the destination. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the I ebb mean, and flow of business, isn't yeah, it? But yeah, it's, but it's a constant tug of war is what I'm trying to get yeah. at yeah. And to try and find that balance between being driven and um, focusing and what, on money. But and what does success actually yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Is, is that financial? Is it culture? It has to be all. I, th- I think that's the, the thing for me is is it's not to – it's less to do with money. Like financially it's it's that's not what drives me. It's the fact that I think we can real like I truly believe that I think what we're doing but do you, be, know, do you know what I mean? Your money becomes your, so you get the idea. You're feeling creative, but for you to bring that creation to life sometimes takes capital, and you need money. So money's 100%. your oxygen to make that idea come leverage into something. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um the the thing that really like gets at me is just like it's almost the the want it now type thing. Like you just you 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 believe in it so much that you want it. You just like fuck. Like I just think that this is going to change the world. You know what I mean? And you're just like I want it to happen. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like because and then when when you get stopped in your tracks and and it's that disappointment that comes with it or mm. like when you reach that obstacle. Now like me, I love obstacles. Like I fucking that's that's what a big part of goal ticker. That that's the fulfilling nature of business is overcoming the obstacle and I love that. Um I think I, I, I yeah, I don't know what the dynamic is during this situation. That's it's it has made me want more and to achieve more. And maybe it's because you're seeing so many people hurt. You know, you're seeing, you, you know, you, you're dealing with the a high amount of people, especially in business. It's like, fuck, man, like people are stressed, you know, they're, they're mm. just like, especially at the start, you're just like, holy shit, like how can we create something that makes people never like or understand how to, to get through this no matter what? Mm. Um, and then on obviously there's, there's a lot of um, – new problems to solve as well, right? Like that's what COVID's brought. It's brought in a lot of new problems in every industry. And I think wanting to to reach a part of, a big part of wanting to reach our potential hasn't like, it's it's about the legacy. Um, and that's that's obviously changed throughout this for all of us, you know? Mm-hmm. it's It's brought new ideas into our mind of what's possible from a legacy standpoint. Mm. I like it. I think <laughs> I could be just fucking riffing. I don't know. Um, nah, but you know, I think, I, I think that's a big part of the, the frustration, but that, that's, that's, that's part and parcel of it. I felt I've like, honestly, it hasn't impacted me this scenario. Right. But 
that's quite a difficult conversation to speak to, like mm-hmm. even with our relationship, mm-hmm. I'm pointing to Jack, <laughs> listening. you know, we're very close friends and then I see people like Jack go through it because they've got an actual tangible space. Like that's a hard conversation <laughs> for me to have had with colleagues over this time because at one point you go, well, I don't want to be insensitive mm. to the stress that these people are experiencing but at the same point, you know, I do want to enjoy the fact that I've created what this legacy or mm. created. But I was about this. to say, I don't need you to be having a shit time for me to feel better. No, no, no. I, I understand that. But so it's, if it's you, still if difficult you genuinely to talk about have it. love for someone, you want them to be successful and want them to be happy. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? yes. So I don't think there should be any guilt in the conversation between you or I, for example, to hear that you're doing really well, even mm. if I'm up against it for a bit. Mm-mm. And I think that's sort of like, you know, obviously what you've started with still on the walls, that's what you're trying to cultivate, is this notion of um, working collaboratively with other professionals in your industry and and lifting each other up during scenarios like this or, or whatever other stressful things come our <coughs> way mm. um, so that we all move forward together as an industry as opposed to collapse, right? Yeah, I, th- I think um, it, it's that's the that's a big part of what we're, we're seeing is that there's the collaboration and the networking is is such a strong asset. I feel like that's gone off its fucking head during COVID. Like for real? <laughs> Like I've always got my pulse, like as you both know, I'm like pretty good with keeping my relationships like going and I had a few feelers out there pre-COVID, just some pulse DMs happening with other professionals and stuff. But then during COVID it just went off the- It's because content, content's king at the moment. You know, that's the- But just the connection with other people. Yeah. Like I feel like I've connected with like so many people that I- don't think I would have connected with had this not happened. But, but that's what I mean. I feel like there's been, you know, there's all we've discussed it. There's been lots of good things to come from this, and I think that's, mm. you know, maybe the way that it's changed the way we're interacting with one another. Mm. So, for example, I went for um, a coffee with a, well, a, a mate called me the other day, and he goes, "Oh, Babsy, you're jungle." And I was like, "Ah, oh, nah, mate, I'm at home." But where are you? He goes, oh, "I was just going to get a coffee. I'm just in the corner." I said, oh, "I'll come see you in five minutes." And I'm just, I'm at home, so I'll come yeah. see you. And we got a coffee at one thirty-two, but you can't sit inside the cafe. So instead we walked down the street and found one of the uh, a street bench that it had some sunshine in it and we sat on a street bench and had a conversation for 40 minutes and then um, Nathan and Danny walked past and then they were getting a coffee so they sat with us on the park bench and we hung out in the street for an hour and a half and just had a really like we're laughing, we had a good conversation and I was like when was the fucking last time I was a little tip rat that just hung out in the street <laughs> hanging out with people. I liked it. So I think it's good. I hope, I hope yeah. more of this stuff sort of stays. Yeah. Oh man, like I think a hundred percent, like it's, there's, there's, there are going to be, and we may not, you know, there's going to be a lot that we know right now that are, that are positives that have come from this. Mm. Um, and there's going to be some that we probably recognize in a year or two, you know, but I think there are positives. And if you can kind of, you can focus on those and you can start to grasp at those instead of the negatives, um, you know, or just on an individual level, like you, you just, you're gonna you're gonna have a perspective that's gonna put you in a in a good place mm. for a longer period of time, and I and and yeah, I mean it, it's interesting. I think it's been interesting to see because I, I I honestly think like you you can kind of you can kind of feel the dynamic. Like you can you can have a conversation with someone and understand how it's they're being affected through this, mm. and it's like. I was picking up at the start. I was like, fucking let's go, like bring it on. But then like four weeks in, I was like, oh, this is starting to take a toll on me. And then, but then you see other people who at the start were like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you know, but then there's. You mean just like overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. But it's like, it's funny because you can read it. Yeah. In you know, you can, you, and you're like, fuck, that was me like three weeks ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's been for me. And I mean. You know, I, I made it my mission from the very start of this to just anyone that was going to fucking be around me, like, let's go, just stand up because the start was going to be the hardest. That's mm. when the most fear was there. Mm. But it was like, it was funny because. So what helps you pick yourself back up? Me? Mm. I think it's just the people I work for, you know, the people mm. I'm serving. Like, I honestly, if I'm having a bad day, I just like, fuck, it's like, just, just don't make it about you today. Mm. Like just just think about the people that you're do actually doing this for mm-hmm. um, over time. Like, you know, I, I like 
anyone that comes into the mastery has to have three hours worth of conversation with me before they get in. Mm. And that's like, cause I have that relationship with every single person. Mm. Right. And it's like, that's one thing that I never want to lose. Mm. Right. Because it's, it fucking makes me go when, when, when I know that I'm down. Right. It's like, I just, I just realize I'm like, yeah, like this isn't about you today. Like you will, you, you know, and it just picks me back up. Right. And then it's not to say that I don't deal with those things, but it's like, it just changes my perspective on it because I don't, I don't want to be the person who plays the victim mm. ever. And it's like the, my ability to, to get out of that mental state. And I do go there like, fuck, I'm not like, it's not perfect. I do go there, but it's the thing that gets me out of it quicker is first of all, my ability to be mindful. Mm. Like I, that's what I play on, but then it's the, it's what happens after that. It's like, there's, 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 there's merit to visions there's merit to actually looking into your future and visualizing things. And I do that a lot and I just draw on those. I draw on all the visualizations that I've had of where I want to be and how I want to help um, continuously. And it's just those little things that beyond what we're, you know, b- beyond that once I can actually be mindful and break the spell, it's after that that you can start to play on these things and it's like, you know, it's that tenacity. It's just like, okay, let's go, flick the switch. Boom. I do think there's some people though, and we've spoken about this, I do think there's some people who are intrinsically like very tenacious and resilient mm. and then there's others who aren't. And I don't think there's any fault with that. What do you think you are? I think I'm very tenacious. <laughs> But, and I think we said it on our podcast, like, you know, you're either a leader or you're following, but it's absolutely okay to be a follower mm. as well because every leader needs their followers, you know. So it's like, um, yeah. And every leader has to follow someone as well. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think exactly. um, there's always a hierarchy, isn't there? You're always taking inspiration from somewhere. Mm. Mm. But it's interesting you just said about your mindfulness because I think um, – you know, I get asked that question a lot, like, why do you, what keeps you so motivated? Like, you're always just going. And like, one, you, you don't, you only see what you see on social media. Mm. <laughs> like, actually, this past month has been really tough personally for me, which Babs is aware of. And I don't ever pull that stuff out to my social, my branding or anything like that. But I think, like you, I don't like falling into the victim um, mentality and it's it's interesting that you just brought up your mindfulness because even last night I was sitting in bed it was twelve thirty at night not sleeping typical Holly hmm. um, just should have called me <laughs> creating like all these anxious thoughts in my head about something and then I actually said to myself stop where is this thought coming from who is the thinker creating this thought who is the thinker where is the thinker right now. And so I started to go down this like rabbit hole of like reorientating my thought processing and that is only possible because I consistently practice mindfulness, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think, yes, there's an element to it being an organic character, the tenacity and the resilient and the motivated type of personality, but I do also think it's heavily supported by those daily small practices and habits that we all three of us consistently put in, you know, day in, day out. So if anyone's listening to this and they want to know how to be that motivator, mm. <laughs> my advice would be do the do the mindfulness daily, even when you don't feel like doing it, because it's those small things that have massive, you know, spill on effects later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? hundred percent. I think my ability to, I owe everything <laughs> To that, like to mindfulness, to mindfulness and yeah. meditation. Like I, I can honestly say that I was a train wreck mm. five years ago, like train wreck. Like, and I was fucking good at business back then too. Like, <laughs> I was. How's the swagger? But the problem was. Fine, I liked that. I, I, I was <laughs> like, and and I was always good at it. But the problem was, was I was a fucking anxious, nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was. I remember I was living in St Kilda, and. I signed a lease, right, in St Kilda in this fucking, it would have been the size of this room, (laughs) (laughs) fucking with a kitchen in it and my bed was a fold-out bed from the fucking wall. Mm. 
and I, I signed and like this was literally <laughs> – Fuck me, man! This is this. I'm is, just imagining inviting someone or getting someone over and go. Just, just hang on. A no, second no, no. I unfold my it, bed. No, no, no. It gets you, you better. You take your pants off while I unfold my bed. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it gets better. My, <laughs> it gets better. So my table was attached to my wall. What? So the fold wall out, fold out would table. fold out. The table was the wall and the wall was the bed and the table was the bed. Hey, baby, are you more of a table or a bed kind of girl? I am lucky. Wait, I had a very supportive partner. Like, I am fucking lucky, right? That's how fucked this place was, right? But you said you were in a business. Right. No, but no, listen, right? So the, this is what happened. I was paying, so I was paying two gym rents. Right. And I was paying two gym rents, two gym rents and I lost my licence and I'm paying this, you know, I'm paying, it was costing me about $1,300 a week before I made a cent. Right. Right. And um, I just like, and I was fucking, I'd come home every night <laughs> and I had to walk everywhere because I had to get up. Like every day I was up like three o'clock, 3.50 train Ugh. all the way to Point Cook. Fucking, I would start there at five, mm. come back, build my business up at Port Melbourne get walk home from St Kilda to Port Melbourne at nine o'clock every night, go again. And I just like there was nights I would just sit there in this fucking in this shoebox and I would and I would cry. Mm. And I would cry and I would cry and I would cry and then I'd get up and I'd just fucking put on a brave face and go do it again. Mm. Um and you know, it, it was just like that that period of time and even now I look back at that and I'm like, you're the fucking man. <laughs> Because I'm like, you know, uh, that 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 carries on, of course. To now, yeah, you know, and I think the other thing as well with this, if we're talking about tenacity and these kind of things, like, you know, the one thing I try to, uh, I want everyone to understand is that the whole reason we're practicing mindfulness is because we understand that the brain is plastic, mm. right? So the brain, like, you know, again, it's like, you know, it's that it's that negative language. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not tenacious. It's like you know, you, you you're not anything. Mm. You, you've got this this like mindfulness is your ability to change your trajectory. Mm. That is, you know, for me, this podcast was we haven't actually brought it to the table yet, but was going to be about mindset. And it's like for me, that is mindset. Like you know, whatever fucking mindset is, it's mindfulness is what allows you to change your trajectory at any point in time. And it's, it's that, it's like, you know, not, you're not born with a strong mindset. Mm. Like, fuck strong, <laughs> like actually fuck strong. Cause if, if a strength to exist, there has to be weakness, mm. right? I'm just like neutrality. Like that is fucking, there's a, you know, anti-fragile, right? Like Nicholas Taleb, that has any of you guys read that book? Mm-hmm. Like that concept in itself is like, mm. I love that because it's, like fuck strength, fuck weakness. Like just because people aim to be strong, but then then the, the downside of that is so fucking. It's so huge. Correct. It's like the downside of trying to be strong is that's the biggest problem. Because mm. when people like fat, like you know, you you're not gonna be you're not. There's a, gonna be a point where you fall down, and if your goal is to be strength, every time you fall down, you think that you're weak. That's why you got to become friends with failing and be, become friends. With rejection because sometimes your own pain comes from the expectations that you set up in your own mind of what others do. And the reality is I've, I just have this sort of philosophy of just extreme ownership and honesty with myself. And until you've lived some life and you've gone through some things, it's hard to actually get <clears throat> a grasp on that reality. But most people are going to let you down. Mm. You know what I mean? So you kind of learn to adopt this mindset. Well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Like no one, no one's going to give you shit. You need to get out and do it yourself. So you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. as soon as things just aren't happening the way you are, it's like that. that's for me. It's I'm quite harsh in the way that I talk to myself. It's like get up, pussy, <laughs> go again. You know what it's I mean? Like it's, David it's, it's, it's you and you. Like it's the it, David it is Goggins approach. And that's what I was saying And before. that's one of those ten personalities, you know? Like, <laughs> And that's what I was saying before with, with you know, that, that whole situation with my living situation. Mm. Like I honestly think that n- there is nothing in this world that can stop me because I got through that. I did that for six months. You mm. know, I, I have this 
actually that colleague that we were just talking about before we got on the podcast, him and him and I always talk about like when we're dealing with current shitty scenarios now in our adult life and in our business life, it's so minuscule in comparison to what we both experienced as children mm. from a trauma perspective that it's like water off a duck's back mm. now. And I think, and this kind of sounds a little bit sociopathic, but <laughs> I think when you don't have that ability to um, like compare, if, you, if you've had a pretty good life, let's say, in the context of traumas and, and psych and all that sort of stuff, then those minuscule business complications or, you know, the gym gets shut down for four weeks or whatever it might is astro-fucking-nomical, mm. right? But when you've experienced hardship yeah, like yeah, the yeah. studio, like your upbringing, like my upbringing, well, then you kind of go, get over it. <laughs> like That's what I mean in becoming fami- like comfortable and familiar with rejection and failure and people de- letting you down because that's life. And people yeah. live in this fairy tale land thinking that everything's beautiful and happy and peaceful. It just ain't that, yeah. that way. I, you need to go out and take shit. Yeah, it's and, yours. and you got to be considerate of the fact that everybody has their own set of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't compare problems because that's just a rabbit hole within itself. But, uh, yeah, I mean, coming back to mindset, particularly in, in the context of COVID, the people who are really struggling – I would suspect that maybe this is the worst thing that's ever happened to them, you know. And so in the context of their life, well, yeah, they're reacting the way that maybe I reacted when I experienced all the trauma as a kid. But um, so now the three of us are sitting here and going, yeah, it's kind of shit, but we'll get through it, right? And that I really think mindset is is a reflection of the level of crap you've had to endure over your life. And that's what then dictates, you know, how how easily you transition through these quote-unquote stressful scenarios. Yeah. I just try and take everything that I choose, make the choice to accept that this isn't the outcome I wanted. I'm disappointed. I'm upset by it. But it's here to serve me a lesson. It's here to serve me a purpose. It's here to shift my direction. Mm. And that's the universe's or my connection with the universe and the way that it's looking out for me. That everything, mm. you know, you need good always comes from bad and you need darkness to see light. Mm. You know what I mean? It's all, everything happens for a reason. And I try and always remind myself of that and believe it. Yeah. I think for me, I just realized that I don't like, <clears throat> I don't know if I try to, I, I think I actually go the opposite and I don't, I don't necessarily try to find meaning in anything. Mm. I'm just like, well, shit's happening. Mm. What are you going to do? That's yeah. kind of what I mean about yeah. shit's happening. Well, fuck it. You're yeah, going to get up, yeah. go like, again. Like, what am I going to do? Roll over you know and mean? pop it? It's like, like, yeah, like you don't have a choice in this. Shit's arising. Yeah, but what my point is, is I think you have that thought process because you've experienced yeah, such hardship. Yeah. So for you, you're like, and? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I what? just tell myself like when I'm, when I'm 70 years of age, what the fuck is going to be like when I'm dead, what are people going to say? Right. That's what I think about. Like right. I, I did this thing with um Ben Bakulski, like when he was mentoring me and it was fucking life. It was just, it changed everything. You got to write your eulogy. Oh fuck. You got to write your eulogy and you got to write like it's, you go through the, the, the main people that you have connection with in life and you got to say, okay, what would they say about you? Mm. And, and does that not feel a bit ego driven? Because, when I'm dead, who gives a fuck what they're going to say about me? I care. I care what <laughs> Do people- Do you know what I mean though? Yeah, I, but he cares about legacy. I, I care about legacy. Like mm. I, I want to, you know, I, I often say is like when I'm, I, I, I want to get to 60. I'm sure say, I don't want people saying he was a scumbag, but like- <laughs> yeah, Well, but, everything's ego driven. But ego is good in business. If you didn't have some ego, you wouldn't be motivated it's like, to yeah, get yeah. shit done. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all watching Michael Jordan going like, you know, it's that, it's for me. It's like, mm. I, I, I don't- I mean, I'm not saying that I want to be Michael Jordan or like, but there's, there's, I do want people to think something of me. Like, mm. you know, when it's all said and done, I want there to be legacy left behind. Like that, you know, and, and that legacy is, has nothing to do with other people, but it has everything to do with me. Like you, I think the understand, the thing that I understand is that, and, and obviously cause you know, experiences in my life and we've all gone through our own battles, like we said before, but you know, my battle was very much to do with that, you know, like, um, and, and my father. So for me, I'm very driven 
in that sense to, to I understand the impact that what I do and how I act can be passed down to the generations underneath me. Mm. And, and that's what I, that's what I focus on. You know, it's like, what, how can I be the best possible example? Right. And, and that whatever I do now over the next 30 years has a direct impact in my, the future of the world and of um, my family and, you know, my kids, my grandkids, my grand, grand, grandkids. <laughs> like that's the shit I think about. Like, so it's like when I'm going through a problem, it's like, oh, you know, what's, what, you know, what's your daughter going to tell her fucking kids about grandpa Kyle? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I'll oh. sit on my knee. Yeah, but that's what I think about. I actually visualize that shit, and I'm like, stand the fuck up, like. No, I think so with family, of course. Yeah, and I think I just separate that a little bit from business, but yeah. But for me, it's everything. Like you know, I you've got a good soul, brother. Everything I do, but th- you know, for me, business isn't. Yeah, I, I just don't view it differently. Like you know, it's one of the same. It's both personal. You, we've spoken about this. Yeah, your your business is a reflection of who you are. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not leveling up as a human being, well, then reality is your business isn't going to level up either. Well, people buy from, <coughs> oh, sorry, consumers buy from people, not just brands. You know what I mean? Like mm. I feel like brands that have got a face behind it yeah. are the ones that have culture like and are the Air ones Jordans. that are uh, – Exactly. Yeah. There's a face behind the brand. Yeah. People people buy from people they look up to or, are, you know, drawn to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I tr- – like for me, and I mean this is a little bit kind of left of centre, but it's like I honestly think – I try to encapsulate how I act and how I treat people to be no different, no matter what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, and that's the hardest thing to do, I think. But I think, um, you know, for me, it's like, I often say it, but it's like, I just want to be the best dad in the world. Like that's my goal in life. Mm -hmm. I already think about it every day. Right. (laughs) And I know that sounds fucking weird. I don't even have kids yet, man. It's like, but it's like, that gives me purpose. And maybe it's me just trying to find meaning in something, but it fucking works. And it's like, I just have to tell myself that. And it's like, cause, cause again, it's like my goal isn't to have this big fucking world crushing business like Monty Burns and just treat people like fucking <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to fucking grow, but I'm never going to grow at the cost of people. And being the best dad in the world is like, well, you know, a part of that is how I treat my kids, but it also is how I show the example in the world, you know, like who knows what comes out when I'm dead, you know? Like how many stories do you hear of business owners that come out either after they go down and it's like, yeah, they treated him like shit. Like even the fucking MJ documentary, like mm. there's there's a lot of stories coming out now and, you know, it doesn't matter because he, I think he lived aligned to what he wanted to do and that well, was being a winner. Well, he lived authentically, didn't he? Yeah. And it's the same thing to me. You can never achieve that level though without that kind of mentality. Mentality. 100%. And it's, you know, for me, it's like that's what I think about is like, you know, what's going to be, what's, what's said. And that was, that was honestly, that was one of the most powerful things I've ever done is write that eulogy because it sticks with you and mm. it also shows you the gap, mm. right? Every day, continuously, you know, like it's, and it, it, it really is about what you care about. Everybody's different, you know, like for me, it is about what people say. I find um, doing all the personal work and probably the last, I'd say year and a half, like really the trajectory of my personal growth and development has just skyrocketed. But that's only thanks to the last 10 years of putting all the small things into Mm. practice, right? Mm. But I've found that the hardest, the most bitter pill to swallow during this trajectory of growth for me personally has been reflecting back on those moments where I didn't treat people well. Oh, fucking nice. And I'm just like, fuck. Why couldn't I have gotten to this point earlier in life, you know? And Have you gone and approached people that you haven't oh, yeah. treated well in the past? Yeah, and yeah. Patched that up? Yeah. But that must yeah. feel good. Yeah. Forgiveness is a, a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. I do personally, maybe because I'm still bitter about things, but I do personally think there are some people that won't ever deserve my forgiveness. I was about to say the same <laughs> thing. Um, but... I've learnt as I've gotten older to maybe not criticise or, you know, um, air dirty laundry. Just mm-hmm. I've just let things go for those people that I don't feel like deserve my forgiveness. But, yeah, there's been many, many a people over the last year that I've reached out to and apologised to for my behaviour and um, 
they've welcomed me back with open arms and I now have great relationships with all of them. Mm. Um, but I would say like, yeah, thinking about the Monty Burn scenario, I really think that's the hardest part of the of the growth journey personally is, is thinking back, fuck, why did I treat you differently to this person differently? Mm. And why did I react that certain way? And but we often react because we don't know why we're feeling what we're feeling and we're probably feeling what we're feeling because we're rejecting um, the responsibility behind Yeah, yeah well, every, every reaction I mean? is a Projecting part of, our own yes, emotions. Exactly. Correct, correct. But when you're not like um, emotionally intelligent or hashtag woke, <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to that's like fucked. reflect on that objectively, you know. Oh, man. That's, that's the one thing. I was a fucking arsehole. Like Mate, for so I long, a, I was know? a cunt. I'm just going to say, it out yeah. like a full blown. I was an asshole. To, I was an asshole to a lot of people for a long time for no other reason than I was an insecure yep. person, and yeah. like I just didn't know how to deal with anything. I had a lot of shit going on that I didn't deal with. Yeah, and fucking, there was just you know, for so long, I was I was a a person that I'm not proud of right now. But that's yeah. also the biggest driver for me at this point in time is I've seen what it's like on the other side and and to to really do the internal work and and I don't you know that's what drives me moving forward is like you know I had this call with my business coach the other day um and he's like you know you're fucking you're you're really good at what you do you know and he goes you just you don't want to grow this thing quick enough you're not you're not scaling quick enough and I was like yeah I don't I don't know if I fucking want to dude like just like I, I just I'm enjoying this process of connecting with people and it's like yeah I mean it was it was a weird conversation because he's like you could be doing yeah. and I was like yeah I know but it's like that's that's also not what I want to do mm. you know I'm not in this to just fucking make bank mm. like yeah don't get me wrong I understand that there's I need to there's a big part of that that is a necessity but it's not the driving factor here and and it was funny because like you're talking to a business coach and he's like the fuck's this guy talking about right but i'm just like no like i i mean i just don't want i don't want the want for that to ever outgrow the want for that to help people and that's something i'm so scared of Mm. like it scares the fucking shit out of me even that with your energy like you've only got so much energy to to give in a way like i said with what we were just talking about before about you know how you've treated people in the past or whatever like i am both the nicest, most generous, loving, warm person in the world and the biggest, vicious asshole. It depends on who you ask and both are true. You know what I mean? You get from me what is deserved and what is, you know, in, um, you know, in return. Mm. You can't give and give and give and give always, you know what I mean? You're going to run out of energy. Do you think though like your um, hesitation on scaling and like making money is because that's connected to when you were a fucking asshole? Uh, You feel guilty for making lots of money? No, it's it's like when you were a fucking asshole, Mm. were you making, was it all about making money? Um, I wasn't an asshole in business, to be honest. Right. I was, I was, you know, I was more an asshole in just fucking everyday life. Yeah, but. I don't think so. I think the money thing for me is I've just, you know, I don't know. It's an interesting question. It's probably something I have to go to work in, but, um, or work on or kind of try to understand a little bit deeper. But I, I just think it's like, I've, I've seen the consequences Mm. play out in many different scenarios, you Mm. know, like I'm, I love reading about business, you know, I love reading books. I love, I look up to a lot of people and, and, you know, there's that, there's always that the stories of the person who scales too quickly and Mm. then loses, you know, you you look at something like a fucking, like a, I'm just going to fucking say a good life, right. Or something like that. Like, I don't know the owner, but I've been in that scenario and it's like, you just don't feel cared about yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just, I don't, I don't want anyone to ever feel that way, you know? And, and that's the hardest thing, you know, it, we're growing now and I still have these like little anxious feelings like, you know, are we there enough? You know, and, and I'm, um, you know, I fucking talk to you. I'm like, can, can we organize this? Is, can you connect me with this person? Like yeah. how can we just create this support network? Yeah. And that's like, I, that's the hardest thing about scaling a business I'm mm. finding, especially when it's, you know, as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, I'm just like, I don't want to lose that, you know? Mm. I don't want to lose that stickiness mm. between people, between the culture. I don't want I, that I to I know lose. what you mean. Like it's sort of, you know, we're, we're discussing 
just before the podcast as well, what I'm projecting to sort of what position I'm projecting the business to be in out the other side of this COVID thing. And it makes you then raise the question, Ooh, should I open another jungle Mm. or multiple jungles? But then something well financially that could be good, but is it worth the stress? Mm. You know what I mean? So finding that balance in between it again of like you said, scaling. And, but we also, we started with the conversation of, you know, what is success? Is it financial or is it how I'm feeling emotionally and everything like that as mm. well? So oh, sometimes I've got to weigh it up. Do you know what I think success is? <laughs> Just living stress-free. Yeah, 100%. That's what I mean. I don't know if I want the stress. No. And I think that's what uh, you're kind of saying. Nah. That's I don't want my the stress. Success. Nah, see, you got to have stress. Nah, no stress. Gr- stress is yeah, growth. Li- to grow, yeah. you have to have stress. Period, I- periods of stress, but not constant. Ah, uh, yeah, not constant. But again- uh, it's it's the attachment of that. Like I don't necessarily think that I think quick growth will lead to that because, you you know, you're not ready for it. But then it's like you never know if you're ready. But again, you stress, stress is a choice, you know. You can either take that as like pressure and thrive in it or you True. can crumble. Yeah. It's yeah, like it you, you, depends you what, can what sit I there. mean by stress. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You can sit like the whole, you know, the wolf mentality thing. <laughs> Like if a wolf has a predator right, and they are now in threat, they produce more testosterone. Right. So testosterone and stress hormones come from the same place. Uh, yep. They're just different enzymatic processes. Mm-hmm. So let's say one wolf comes to attack another wolf, they'll produce testosterone. If it's two versus one, they just produce more. They become more aggressive, more right. manly. And that's what I mean. You can either choose a path of going, oh, this is so stressful, I'm overwhelming, yeah. and crumble – or you can thrive in that pressure and choose to look at it as a challenge rather than a problem. Yeah. I think I have this weird relationship with self-actualization. Like I'm just like I know I'm capable of, of, of so much and I truly believe that. But it's, it's, it's got to be the patience thing. Like it's like can I actually – how quickly – can, do I need to do this? What's like, what is the, the like, how, do I need to accelerate? Do I need to slow down? Like it's, mm. it's that dynamic because you never actually dealt with something like this before. It's like, you know, we're all young entrepreneurs. And it's, you guys are young. Yeah. But like, no, in the grand scheme of things, right. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, that's what I think about. Right. It's like, I'm just like, it's that dynamic where I'm just like, shit. Um, do you, are you trying to reach your potential too quickly? Can you do more? Can you, you know, should you be doing more? Like it's like this thing and it's like, or do I just put myself in the situations and fucking adapt? Mm. Right. And it's like, but you know, then it's like, you, I don't want to run too far in the wrong direction. I go so woo woo at this point with my mentality around the business. Like when you're talking about like how quick to move forward, I'm just like, whatever will be, will be. That's mm. literally my mindset about the business. Like I don't, I don't put. Like I whatever don't, happens was meant to happen. Yeah, I don't put any thought process around that stuff, around the growth of it. And I'm just like, organically, if that's where I'm meant to end up in life, then that's where I'm meant to end up in life. But you've like, also done a lot of hustle to get yourself into the position where you can now kind of do that. Yeah, of course I'm like in it. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> But self mastery. I just don't really. I don't put any thought around that stuff. It's kind it's of. It's also because you're doing what you want to do. A lot of people are doing shit that they're not passionate about and they don't want to do. Yeah. That they yeah. feel is a job. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think any of us sit here feeling like we really have a job that you're being forced to turn up to. Mate, oh, my life me. is just. It's actually a joke. <laughs> How good. My life is. But that's how it should be. No, uh, no, <laughs> but, but potentially, potentially. I honestly life. tell myself that too, right? When, and, and I mean, like, I'm just like, holy Can fuck. Can you imagine any of us nine to five under fucking fluorescent no, lights no. at the desk? That's what I said. Can you imagine me as, an, as a fucking accountant? I'd be on the table tucking my dick between my legs doing a backflip by lunchtime. I'd be out of there. Like, yeah. I'd go insane in that environment. Yeah. Yeah, that to be honest, like speaking of that, that's like probably the only thing that's really sort of put a bit of a damper on my um, motivation during COVID is because like I've just got like such random days all the time Mm. that being stuck at home Mm. has been the one, like just having the routine actually has killed me because I'm like I'm so used to just like every week just having a calendar where it's like so much random shit going on. And now all of a sudden you're just in the one space. Well, I feel good having this because I've got a separation, you know. 
Mm. I can leave home, come to work, be into be in work mode mm. in my mindset. Yeah. Then go home, back into relaxa- relaxation, and also using the opportunity that we have at the moment to, just like you said, take it a little bit easy on yourself. Mm. Give yourself an opportunity to you know be kind and recharge your batteries and take advantage of the time that we have now that won't be there mm. soon. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Mm. I think now just thinking of it, I think the thing that I like, the thing that I'm, I struggle with a lot is I've, I feel like I've got two fucking people with rope tied around me and pulling me in opposite directions. Mm. One person is spirituality and one person is this fucking like animal, animal. and it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, it's they're constantly at fight with one another, if that makes sense. And it's like. That's just the ebb and flow. Yeah. The ebb, and that, and I like, I don't, I genuinely don't think enough people appreciate that natural ebb and flow. Mm. We get sold this message by all these business gurus like the Gary V's of the world where it's like, you just got to fucking go. You know, it's like, but that's just not reality. Like there's going to be days where you can't be fucked and just don't do anything. And then you're going to have it all to come, Everything comes at a cost too. Of so course. for those that are like Gary V's of the world or the Elon Musk's or whoever it is, they're wired different. That comes at a cost um, that you don't have joy in other areas of your life from probably an, a relationship perspective or, a, you know what I mean? Or just a health perspective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it all, that kind of level of work rate and drive comes with consequences to other areas of your life. Well, it's and all about the pendulum. I'm not necessarily always willing to sacrifice those things yeah. because I hold them, you know, near and dear. I think the ebb and flow of your red angel and your white angel, <laughs> the devil and the angel, I should say, <laughs> I think that's just a normal, hmm. uh, it's a normal the thing. The red angel, that's the a new red- Instagram <laughs> post for you on a period. <laughs> the red angel. That's the I, tampon. Use yeah. tampon. <laughs> I just think that's a normal thing that people should appreciate more. <laughs> it's not something to resist and it's not something to fight against. And when you're feeling spiritual, stay in your spiritual lane. And then when you're feeling like a hustler, stay in the fucking head bashing lane. <laughs> and then just like swim through both of them, mm. you know. That's where I'm at. I think that's why I don't have like any... I just don't really have any thought around some of those things we were talking about earlier because I'm I'm very conscious that some days I'm going to be fucking like yesterday I connected with like 16 different check-in calls and then I was like at the end of the day I was saying fuck that was a big fucking day and then today <laughs> I was kicking back doing a podcast go for a walk after this you know so you're always going to have that that sort of ebb and flow throughout the throughout the weeks throughout the months throughout the year I just it's misleading to, to, to think that you have to always be going at full pelt to achieve whatever it is you're saying that you want to achieve. You That's, can only do that for a very short period of time. Well, you'll, and all three of us have experienced it. You had the studio years, we'll call them. You had the grip years. The den. I, I had the fifth element years mm. and we were all fucked at the end of it. Mm. So that's not a sustainable way to live. <laughs> Or grow or anything, right? And like you just said, it always comes at a cost. Mm. So, you know, you, you can read the content from Gary V or the Elon Musks or whoever the fuck else there is. I find there. them helpful though. They're super helpful. I need helpful, to read it sometimes. But you're not getting told the full story. No. Ever. Like I'll guarantee you that the, the individuals like the Gary Vs have gotten to where they're at and they have consequently sacrificed their f- their family I was about to say, they're probably not going to be the father health. that you're aspiring to be. Yes, of course. It's impossible. Which doesn't make him a bad man. It's no. just different. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. That's the reason I work my ass off now is so that, you know, there's a day when you that day that comes, I've got that time. Yeah. That's the biggest driver right now is like, you know, I mean, I, I've kind of got the time now like I, I do, but um, I just want to make sure. And then, you know, but there's the other side of me as well. It's like I just want to make sure that I'm re- like – that's going to sound bad, but I, I really want to reach my potential. Like I don't, I want there to be, I, I really think that I'm capable of some great things in this world and I want to, I want to mm. do it mm. um, because for me, that's what life's about. Mm. Like mm. what I'm going to tell my kids is fucking go for it. Like 
make sure you do not leave a stone unturned. Well, you like, talk to a lot of old people that are on their deathbed. They always talk about regret of the things that they didn't do, not the things they did That's didn't exactly do. it. And that's what I don't want to do. Like I just want to – when I'm sitting there at 70, I'm be like, you fucking rock star. Like <laughs> – you, you know, like just you, you gave it all. You gave it everything. I don't care if I fucking fail. Like I just don't care. I'd rather be known for the fucking someone who had a crack at it. Um, and that's the same. It's like, you know, with my kids, my grandkids, have a fucking crack. Whatever it is that you want to do, I don't give a fuck. But make sure you have a crack at it. Mm. And it's like i got to show the example. And that's a big part of my driving force day in, day out is just like, and it, for sometimes I get become frustrated. Sometimes I'm like you know, on top of the world, sometimes I'm like, you fucking lazy prick. But it's like the end of the day, I'm just like next tomorrow. Tomorrow is all I care about. As long as, you know, today in the present moment, tomorrow, that's what I'm working for. That's where I can show the example. See you at 70. See you what? See you at 70. We'll all be there. Oh. Kicking back with some whiskey. I was like, where's 70? Old folks home. No, we'll be at Jungle. I've got to make it to 70. Jungle with the Zimmer frame. <laughs> kickbacks. It's a new, it's a new uh, machine you need to order in. The Zimmer, the Zimmer frame kickbacks. Put it next to the leg stretcher. <laughs> can, you, um, can you get a, a ramp put in? <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the business chat, people. Well, that went deep, but. That was good. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you.